This is PBE Daily, early mornings and late night podcast. My name is Point Blank Ivumbi. Thanks for taking the time to join this episode. I know that pause over there was kind of surprising, but it's because I didn't want to catch myself in the wrong particular patch. Sometimes I get lost within my own thoughts. Thank you so very much for keeping the boosting of this podcast going. We finally made it past the 2000 lesson mark. And in total to have this many episodes out and to have 2000 lessons simply means that that which i contribute to you you appreciate and you believe in and it simply means you're boosting me further and further into bringing out more work of myself and for that i am eternally grateful thank you so much for supporting and believing in that which i create it's not often where you get to see people actually believe in that which you're trying to put out as far as material is concerned and i'm never one to shy off from taking the time to appreciate those who've made it possible for me to climb the heights that I've been able to climb so far. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you very, very much for making it possible for me to even rock or to even be present in the industry that I hold so dear. I mean, being in music was one thing, but being in podcasting was completely another because when I was getting into entertainment, my whole big issue was will I be able to find a pocket which I could serve and last the longest in? And when I finally got to be in the position that I'm in right now, I'd say... I'm glad yet again to be in the age of the internet and the age of podcasting and the age of communication. I mean, we've reached a point where everything we get to say to each other can actually be immortalized through vocal conversation. And in an age where we're currently going through quarantine and and add that to the curfews that are happening in the country, Kenya, to make sure that guys are able to stay in one place. And it was broken down for me in the best way possible when they said, keep yourself engaged, stay in accordance to what the law is stating so that it's easier for the whole issue of COVID-19 to be contained in the sense of if you have small clusters of people who have the the virus and they are able to be taken care of in the small pocket they build, they're in, then the people who are not exposed to it yet can be also averted from actually coming into contact with it, which is very, very important. I think some of the countermeasures being made may sound harsh, but in the harshness in which they come out, it still is to the betterment of most. And I know questioning of authority is something that comes as a default setting for most out here because you want to have the freedom to move as you want. And because that freedom doesn't exist, it brings you into question. And I think I heard that from a friend of mine. Uh, he was in the, in the middle of a live conversation of which props to everyone who's doing live anything out there. My Saturday was very entertaining because I got to hear conversations going on between people where everything was happening live. And because it was happening live, I could actually see unprepped reactions and that the comment section was open. Instagram must have been enjoying the kind of fruition they've been having with their apps and also Facebook, I think they've also been having great strides taking place on their side. I think the one person who needs, needs to get their act together in the, is the music industry's moguls that control distribution of music. DJs are trying to make your music even more popular, even make the catalogs even more appealing. Give the DJs the chance to actually expose your music. You guys are just sitting on the opportunity to make money later. Take a leaf from the pages of Jeff Bezos's book. Sometimes you have to make a few L's in order to make the big W's consider that if you will i wanted to come in here on this episode which is probably not the right tone to have on an episode that comes immediately after a big win in regards to numbers of listens but it's the one thing that i've never found the perfect context of addressing because it um, it seems to happen so often that we kind of numb ourselves to how we should actually perceive it and how we should actually take it and that is 
the way the world has purposely decided that the only way for them to make impactful material is through rage and through triggering of an audience and through uh, leading people into these rabbit holes of anger and tweets that need to be created. I, for one, I'm not. I'm probably one of the least active members of Twitter. I think I'm more. I'm trying to realign my activity online from Instagram to move it to uh, LinkedIn because I think there's a pal of mine who told me like he has a big cluster of people who actually follow him on LinkedIn. This guy has thousands upon thousands of actual LinkedIn uh, activity. He has a, a blue tick on his LinkedIn account, which means he literally lives, breathes, and represents connectivity as far as the professional world is concerned. And there is a venture we're trying to put together, and I hope to contribute to that. And here's an interesting factor that I've actually come across. The last two, three days have led to interactions with individuals who I look up to, and I never really expected to even have a sit-down with them. The, as much as quarantine may lead you to think that things have come to a halt, in my case, this has been another day in the park, only with an addition of adding more sanitizing towels and even more cleaner measures being taken and even more quarantine moves being made. But this has been a day in the life and the people I'm actually getting to interact with, it's potential business to do in the future that could be consumed in the realm that is not in active like location with people more than five sitting together it's we're hoping to make more interactive material to come to life and thank heavens that the nine to five still continues for me because no we don't do nine to five we have reduced it to at least more, more, more or less six hours short of what the 12 hours of work are supposed to be because we're also trying as much as possible to obey the law and not put ourselves and our fellow workmates at risk we're doing that which is mandated by the law and we're not going against any of the rules that have been made very clear for us so we, we're keeping that in mind and in the interactions i was having this week there's one thing that was that popped up and i saw it and i have to give it up to my main man for communications for actually putting this into my attention big up to collins of the exchange and he brought this up and i, I couldn't help but notice something in the visuals and I, i'm choosing to not say what the thing is because it would lead to what i'm trying to address right now and bear with me you'll come across it soon enough because people can't keep their mouths shut and the people cannot stay quiet i choose to speak on it directly to the company that actually did it but not actually saying the company's name in the world of interactivity and connectivity i have noticed one thing that actually stands above all other things which is Everything that is good or bad is easily seen as currency. The world of outrage is now a form of currency. And the entity I'm speaking on is an entity in the fashion world. This entity in the fashion world made a representation of a local hero and used subliminal hints at the past of the land which is Kenya. And what he hearkened to, or what he led himself to, in regards to how to represent the land which the man stands in, was with the undertone of things which are still, for some, very fresh wounds. And because they're fresh wounds for some, I'm only aware of it because I've always been curious about certain specific topics about our past, and I've always tried to find the perfect way to speak on those topics without making people go back to rage instead of finding solutions and these are some of the solutions I came to find but let me just diagnose the situation 
bits and pieces of the visual representation of this national hero had representations of servitude and representations of compromise and representations of a weakness in a native people and a weakness that was born from oppression. That's the best way I can put it without blatantly, blatantly saying it. And I don't know who was the commissioned designer or stylist for that shoot. And I'm glad I don't because I don't want to know who they are right now. It's too fresh in my head. And I hope to find out who they are in time because the way my life is moving, a time is going to come, I'll probably be in a room with this person. And when I'm in this room with this person, I'd like to ask them what led them to do what they did. Now, I will admit that in a great way, Twitter probably has taken this thing to heart and it's already running with it. Because when I first saw it, it was in a WhatsApp chat. And after I saw it in a WhatsApp chat, I saw it in another WhatsApp chat. And in both places, it wasn't being addressed in the way that I saw it in my eyes. And a couple of hours passed and the people who also saw it in the same right were also trying to find the perfect way to say it, which is clear proof that there's a generational change in the people in my immediate circles and even in the secondary circle to that, which knows that reacting only keeps the status quo going. And we are against the status quo. We want progression and growth to be the main themes of our existence. And so giving this person the opportunity to do what they're doing, or even giving them the audience that they seek of what they're doing, works against us. So I started thinking back in regards to now, forget the magazine and the establishment that made the photo shoot and did the article, which I haven't read it, but I hope they actually gave him um, a fair shake in regards to what the article reads as. For me, as a person who works with visual arts, the visual representation brought anger to me before it brought anything else. And I hope that they didn't think that they had to use anger to drive me in. Because not all the photographs in that compilation are bad. Some of those photographs are really, really good. I like the creative independence, but it's just there's two that stood out. And those two that stood out is because I know what those two represent subliminally i know what they represent and i know in the back of my mind i feel it's a culture that exists in the fashion world to treat certain individuals a certain way i say that because prior to even seeing this particular article i was watching a, a documentary a mini documentary breakdown on youtube that spoke on uh, the relationship between virgil and uh, Kanye West and how the off-white brand came up and how the work that was done for the Kanye West collection and for the user's shoe and the user's sneaker and all that and based upon those relationships when I heard that Virgil is one of the first to actually penetrate certain 
uh, hard stance fashion brands as far as being a designer is concerned, the first person into the door or into the gate is always the guy who has to carry the heaviest weight. It's it's the most painful thing about circumstances that we exist in in our current day and age. The certain things you'd consider simple things that anyone could get away with, but because you're a first, there's a weight that comes with that first. Because when a first comes into any door, the first reaction they actually get is backlash, not only from the that which they come from, but also from the establishment itself, because there's some individuals within that establishment that would like the status quo to stay as it was and not to have new things introduced into it. Awareness of that, I get the whole difficulty therein. And I will extend an olive branch for whoever styled this particular uh, national hero and hope that the move being made was to bring to the fore the conversation about that which was our dark past in order for us to flesh out what happened, deal with the circumstances, speak like a truth and reconciliation uh, conference, air out that which happened in order to be able to move forward. Because yes, we can have ourselves walking around each other cordially thinking everything is cool, but the people who actually have lines that are actually being further reinforced by them being locked up in their own spaces and being alone with their own thoughts. Solitude sometimes to most people could no, so actually, solitude to some people, I apologize, solitude to some people could be toxic. It could be a means to evil ends. In my case, solitude is a method of even more productivity. I enjoy solitude. <laughs> Please hear me very clearly. I enjoy it because there's so much I want to contribute and it requires solitude for the execution of it. Granted, I'm sure there's an episode of The Twilight Zone that exists that shows a person who was so driven by wanting that. In fact, there is. My bad. Here I am stumbling upon these things. There was an episode of the initial version of The Outer Limits. I think it was in the 1940s or the 1930s, somewhere there. And this man, all he wanted to do was read. All he wanted to do was read. And then a bomb went off, I think it was an atomic bomb, and everybody else around him passes away and he survives. And he finally sees the solitude, he's alone, he is not bothered with anything or anyone around him. He's content with this because there's peace, there's silence, and now all he wants to do is read. So he walks to the nearest library, which is the closest library to him, and he sees, although the debris is around, there's still some books which have been saved. And he walks into this space, finally picks up a book he truly did want to read. And unfortunately, his glasses fell and they broke. And he can't read without his glasses. The last words in that episode was him saying, It's not fair. It's just not fair. And I know that that kind of a tale exists and there's a fact to that. And I know that that's one of the potential hypothetical circumstances I may end up with. But I do come out for air. That's what sets me apart from this individual, even though he's fictitious and factual. But <laughs> that's something to consider. But all in all, I feel in every world aspect of communication and, and communicative reasoning, it's important, and I thank, I thank uh, Grace for Grace Kibera for for taking the time to talk to me about this because she helped me put this into context. Also, in saying that, by taking the time to make images that are triggering, 
it leads people to have their eyes drawn towards what is being seen and maybe the topics that come therein and that's the extension of the olive branch that i was talking about and when i look at that i still think that that's not the kind of um notoriety i'd give other brands that have been happening i mean the last couple of years we've seen um big european brands make images that lead to illusions of blackface we've seen them use images that were uh print representations of how slaves were being moved from place to place we've seen uh, fashion brands make forms of um, choices for articles of clothing and articles of shoes like i remember seeing this i think it was a, it was a nike sneaker it was a nike sneaker that had one shoe connected to the other with a chain link like for a chain gang and whoever would even green light for the company that makes the plastic to actually make an actual um cast of that before they actually molded the design it <laughs> i think some people live their lives for the angering of others and the, some people who thrive off of making that kind of jarring effect it's it's this simplicity of like how scientists sometimes come off as very sadistic individuals uh i was watching these uh old school shows there's a show called uh cold case i was given by a, a colleague a couple of episodes of the show and i was watching these things and there's an episode where they talk about how the, the paranoia and fears of the cold war led people into making certain moves that were terrible for children and terrible for adults at the same time because they figured if the atomic bomb ever falls radiation is going to be the norm case in point to the current situation we have with the coronavirus we are afraid of if this being the norm so i wouldn't be surprised if there are certain scientists or certain medical professionals who would like to come up with the cure so much so that they would forfeit this the care of the person who has the virus for the sole purpose of furthering their uh, intellectual uh, abilities and intellectual gain in that they hope to get the nobel prize for science and technology after this is said and done I, I wouldn't be surprised if the people actually are hunched over a desk trying to come up with that. And it's why I kind of am grateful for the fact that I'm not so tied to the idea of getting notoriety or getting a, a medal for that which I contribute to the world of the arts. I already have one book that exists that has my name in the in the historical aspect of the, one of the arts I'm very grateful for. And I'm sure to make my name become top of the tongue for most other individuals who believe in that which I am and believe in that which I create so one can only hope that in this day and age that we're in currently there will be more individuals who will take time to be reasonable in how they pass off information seeing an image that visually speaks for the sole purpose of triggering and jarring people to anger in order for them to communicate is a clear symptom of the fact that people believe we can only act either through heavy passions of anger or heavy passions of happiness and the person in between is null and void and granted this is probably a product of capitalism and we have to accept that for what it is but my hope is truly that we don't let this become the norm i would not like it to be that that's all we're capable of we're only capable of speaking to each other in a position of outrage in a position of triggering i mean even some of the shows that i watch for example i've always said on this podcast that i enjoy watching the joe budden podcast and the brilliant idiots podcast but i know that they're trying to do it for the sole purpose of flagrancy to be flagrant is to make people actually drive traffic towards you i have 
so far as I know, not done anything on this podcast that leads people to think that I'm trying to trigger them or jar them into action of rage, anger, or even hatred. And if I have in this podcast so far done that in any of the of the hundred plus episodes, I apologize for that's not my intent, and I never wanted it to be the intent I actually put forward. So, in any case. Try as much as possible to stay away from anything that would lead you towards rage, anger, or hatred, or spewing of information that would lead to you regretting thereafter. You can miss out on that. Don't fear it. Say it with me. Be Caesar or be nothing at all. Thank you again for making me part of your quarantine and uh, curfew listenership. I hope for you to be able to find even more things to enjoy as far as the work that you do the company that you keep the people that you love and distance yourself from anything that would cause you outrage or give you outrage without giving you solutions of how to deal with the outrage there that is left behind until next time uno